0: morning and welcome everyone to Live Dharma Sunday, I hope, <laughs> for November 11th, 2018. This is Koyo Kubosa here. I'm so glad everybody can join us, that can join us, because I'm calling from a resort where we don't have any telephone or cell service. I'm calling in from the hotel phone line, and Adrian's down in the, in the business center, uh, I don't know if she's online or not or if she could communicate with me. So we're not sure if, uh, since she's down there and she's, I don't think that she could unmute everybody from that computer. And uh, and I don't have a computer here in front of me. So it might be, if there's nobody else, can talk to me on this line right now. Is anybody... Anybody live on this that can answer me? Okay, I didn't think so. So so everybody's on mute. Hopefully you can hear me. And we had a live in guest to give us a Dharma glimpse today, Alex Kakuyo-Thompson, who lives in Cleveland, Ohio. And he's probably listening and saying, hey, I can't get in. I, they can't hear me. I can't talk. You're, you're on mute, and we can't unmute you. So we have to apologize for these technical difficulties right now um, and if you could uh bear with us and maybe uh we have to reschedule uh for next sunday for you for you to do your Dharma glimpse and um right now uh, <clears throat> it's just me then <laughs> well. This is always, whenever you travel, always a lot of things come up and uh, <clears throat> they say the li- uh, if life is a road, it's always under construction. There's all kind of detours and uh, <clears throat> I always remember one time, uh, you know, in terms of handling unexpected things when they don't go the way you want, and I know it's overgeneralization, but Buddhists are pretty understanding and pretty flexible, and they don't get too upset, okay, uh, uh, when things don't go as expected. Unless under certain circumstances, of course, anybody is going to get more or less upset. But I was remembering when uh, Dharma teacher was visiting us, uh, and she' gonna come to Chicago to be uh, give a uh, weekend seminar, and they were traveling by bus from think Canada. They were making a tour. They were from Europe. And uh, there was a big old ice storm. This is wintertime, I guess. And uh, they had all kinds of uh, delays. And when they arrived, he was so calm. He was not stressed out. And, uh, and we had a nice visit. Then I drove him to the airport and and saying goodbye i said well i hope you have a nice smooth trip but if if you don't you know what to do and he just smiled you know and uh, uh in the same way when things don't go as expected you say well we we know about that <laughs> and, and uh anyway uh, this life is an adventure, especially like I said, when you travel, all kind of things happen, and so, oh, we should have prepared for this. We should have prepared to have a pinch hitter, and uh, we were scrambling this morning to try to get a pinch hitter, and we, uh, we don't know how to uh, if, if we were able to do this, you know we didn't know some people's phone numbers, we can't get the phone numbers because uh, our cell service doesn't work and we can't go through the through the hotel directory. I mean, a hotel for home phone for directory assistance, that wasn't working and things like this. So there were all kind of little glitches that we were uh, trying to figure out to handle this situation. And... Uh, with a little foresight, we could have just arranged before we left on the trip to say, hey, we're going to be out of town. Can you pinch it for Live Dimer Sunday? Um, but of course, we were busy preparing preparations for the trip and whatnot. And then then we're here. And then last night, we're saying, oh, well, uh, Sunday, what do we got to do Sunday? Well, Live Dimer Sunday. Wow, so, oh, gee. Then we start thinking about all the the situation and so we got up early and we were doing this doing that and uh calling the concert um the front desk and the concierge and trying to get some help but they can't do anything and uh we are looking to see what kind of phone numbers we had and uh people and so forth and uh we were able to get uh, the the Block Talk radio numbers, uh, and uh, so I was able to get get online using the the hotel phone. So here I am, but unfortunately we cannot uh, get any internet except through the through the um, business computer room in the hotel, and there's only. Two computers. I don't know. Agent went down, so and I can't communicate with her. I don't know if she was able to get onto one of the computers or if they were all tied up and things like this. So, but at least I'm talking to you, (laughs) and you, you know. I wasn't sure whether someone answered our distressed calls and was able to host this, so I called in on the uh, on the guest call-in number, and I was just listening, waiting, and then after it became 802, I knew the, sh- the show didn't start, so there was no host there, so then I hung up and I called in using the the host number, and, the, and then I had to make sure I had the right code, the access code, and things like this, but uh, <clears throat> here we are, and it's Veterans Veterans Day, Sunday. Aftermath of the elections. I'm sure everybody, uh, <clears throat> whatever your affiliation is, um, really uh, interesting times that we live in. Okay. Isn't that word interesting? Interesting. <laughs> you say, "Well, wow, did you like that?" Well, it was pretty interesting. You know, what kind of, maybe that's a euphemism in certain context and so forth, but a lot of people say, no, I don't want to hear something. say, that was interesting, you know, that's, that's lukewarm or whatever. But uh, <clears throat> we're in a place yeah, <clears throat> about mm, two hours from where we live, and uh, we have to go through Yosemite National Park, and get on another highway. And then we went out into the country and it's a private, uh, uh, (coughs) little resort area for families because we went with our son and daughter in law and, uh, their daughter and the daughter brought a friend. Daughter's 10. The friend is nine. So they're having a good time. And, uh, it's family oriented resort. And, uh, I know that uh, we're preparing the newsletter that's going to go to the printer in a week or so and uh, we're trying out the idea of having a theme for each newsletter issue and uh, this coming winter 2018 theme is going to be on family. So um, when you start thinking about it, I was thinking about it. A lot of times, you know, I have a technique uh, and maybe this might be of interest or help to you too in terms of uh, creative ideas if you're thinking about something or and you could use it as a spiritual tool for your tool, spiritual toolkit about how to creatively think of Dharma glimpses and, and uh, relate the Dharma to some everyday things. Um, if you lie down in a horizontal body position, prone position, it's more conducive to your imagination kicking in rather than if your upper body is vertical. You know, that's where you're active. You're engaging the world. You're at your desk, and you are engaging the world. You're putting out, whereas if you lie down, you're, you're receiving things. You're not being active. Okay? You're being more passive, lying back, and your imagination and different ideas, you, you, you're, you're ready to receive them. And so a lot of times I got into the habit of when I go to sleep or when i And by the way, it's kind of interesting. Sleep, the root word for hypnosis, hypno is, means sleep. And uh, there's a technical term, but it's in the dictionary, for when you're going to sleep, but you're not quite asleep. You're not quite awake, you're not asleep yet. uh, Sometimes I call that twilight zone. You're kind of in between. And then the same thing, and and there's a word for that. And then the same thing when you're waking up, you're still in bed, you're not quite awake, but you're not sound asleep either, okay? And it's called a hypnagogic state. And when you're in these hypnagogic states, your imagination is very uh, active. And then if you put your mind to a particular topic, like, oh, Dharma, let me see, uh, you know, what kind of a glimpse can I come up with, or something like this, that's a very... uh, good source to kind to kind to encourage or facilitate the creative idea process okay, for whatever purpose so I was thinking about this and thinking about the theme for the newsletter and family and, and there had some people some uh, lay ministers from the trailblazers uh, write some family oriented articles and uh <clears throat> And I thought, it's not just your immediate family. Everybody's family when you think about it. Now, family means you have a sense of belonging. So this means that you have a work family. You have a sports club family. You have a family of people that enjoy the same hobby as you. You um. If you if you're in a uh, uh you know if you meet somebody and they share an interest oh in classical music or in this or or you know then you feel a bond okay and if there's others like that well you, you know your family okay um i guess family is a minimum of two people but if you're traveling and then you meet somebody from your city <laughs> you know in abroad or something you say hey, you got something in common." You kind of bond. Okay? So there's different kinds of connections, different kinds of group belongingness that you could extend the the topic of family to include. And maybe you might meet somebody that you, that you really don't like, that, you, that has nothing in common with you, but of course you don't really know that person. The irony is you don't want to get to know that person, but... If you were forced to, sometimes you might find that you have something in common with this person. And if you could push aside all the negative aspects and say, well, on this thing, this one, hey, we're connected. We have something in common, and things like that. So, in that sense, you know, uh, in, in a very limited way, but still, your, your family with almost everybody. And then it doesn't even have to be i think sentient beings you if you have a if you feel a kind of communion when you're walking taking a walk in the park or whatever and you and you and you're nice and calm inside and you see these trees and you admire the trees you start talking to the trees you appreciate the trees you express the gratitude to the trees, and you and trees are a family you have a relationship you have a sense of belongingness you know homeness or togetherness. So when you say we're family, (laughs) the whole world, you know, so I was thinking like this. Now, I don't know if that, what, uh, how that could be applied in other kinds of ways, but that's just an example of what I wanted to talk about this morning. And, uh, again, I apologize for the technical glitches and, um, one time when we had uh, Diala Dharma uh, tape message service, we had some difficulties with you know, our hardware equipment, and and I wrote a little, you know, little mini Dharma glimpse on technical difficulties, and and one of you know one of the statements I made was, yes, indeed, the Dharma has technical difficulties too, okay, and. It's how we deal with those things. That is the important thing about our dharma practice. Huh? You know, to expect the unexpected, to 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 go with the flow, or as someone once put it in a in a LM um, lay minister report, uh, "flow with the go." I kind of like this clever, you know, word thing word. Flow. What is the goal? Okay, instead of go with the flow, you say flow with the goal. Okay, and you could turn it into a little personalized teaching huh? because you, it all depends on how you want to define what go, goal means okay, and things like this. But I remember uh, <coughs> when something goes wrong, how you handle it is the important thing. Really learned the lesson from my sister. I probably mentioned this before, but my sister teaches the Chanoyu, the way of tea, and she's a tea teacher. And and one big thing is is there is there when you do a tea presentation, it's so detailed. So you got to do certain things, certain order, certain ways. Put things down in this over here, and and when the students they're so worried about making a mistake. Okay. Uh, And then, as a teacher, she once mentioned the procedure, the tea arrangement and procedure is almost constructed so that you 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 can't help but make a mistake. It's set up so you're going to make a mistake. And when you see a a grand tea master or some you know come for to give a demonstration, and they do a present a tea thing. They they make a mistake, but they just flow with the go. They don't get all upset and self-conscious and, you know. So she said the important thing is how you handle when the mistakes occur. Okay? I don't know whether that means just natural, naturally or you're, you're like a, a leaf flowing in a little stream and then you, there's a little boulder there. And the leaf just goes, follows the current, and zips right around it smoothly instead of hitting the rock and, oh, oh, you know, not flowing with the goal. So sometimes that really can help, I think, when you're doing something that's uh, some kind of a presentation or something, or you might travel and you get technical difficulties. Okay? How you handle it, huh? It's not the what, it's the how. The means is the end. Thank you for calling. That's all for today's broadcast. Indeed, indeed, regular technical things next week. And until that time, you have a beautiful day. Thank you.